Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, my friends. That was the sweet sound of me playing the harmonica. I thought I'd start this episode off a little bit different. My parents recently gave me this harmonica, and I have never played this instrument before. And so I literally picked it up, and it was this feeling as if I've always played it. I really surprised myself. There was not really much of a learning curve or an adjustment period. And I know that harmonica isn't the hardest instrument to play, but honestly, there was just no awkwardness. I didn't even question how to hold it or what to do with my hands or my tongue or my mouth. I just intuitively knew how to breathe, how to hold it. And honestly, like the music was just in me. It was really a wild, really amazing feeling. And there was just something inside of me, really beyond me, that just knew how to play it. And now I'm not saying that I couldn't improve or even get better and learn specific songs and learn how to play specific notes. But it's almost as if my long lost instrument was literally finally given to me to be played. It was so weird. It really shocked me to be able to be so comfortable without really ever touching or playing this instrument. And I just really loved it. It brought me so much joy. I brought my parents so much joy too when I was playing it because I think they were surprised. And I just whistled off a couple tunes and they were just in stitches. It was so fun. And so it got me wondering what else haven't I discovered that I can do or that exists or that I can be? You know, it's like what other music lives in me and what other music or thing or hidden talent or gift or skill lives inside of you that maybe you don't even know about yet? Isn't that so much fun to think about? Seriously, it's just wild to me. So I looked up some of the symbolic and spiritual meaning of the harmonica just for fun, just to see what it would say. And thinking about where I am at this point in my life, and then thinking about what maybe this harmonica symbolizes or what it's about, I like to think about those deeper things in life, those symbols, those you know representations, because I do think that life is happening for us, and I don't think there's really any accident. So I just wanted to see, you know, I have my intuitions about what it is. And I just wanted to see what, you know, some sites would say. So according to one site, harmonicas are the symbol for independence and freedom. And just as harmonicas, I guess, are considered to be 
a little different in terms of traditional musical instruments. They are considered to relate to a transient or ephemeral lifestyle that allows for an open and carefree life. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when I think of a harmonica, I think of like a freestyle jazz ensemble or blues or someone playing it at the campfire. It's really small, so you can bring it with you. And so that really makes a lot of sense. But it also, it said it could represent a call to leave the burdensome and crowded life of either the city or technology and lead a more simpler and less chaotic life. And I thought that was really interesting um, because truth be told, I do live in the city and I love it, but I do want to live in the country at some point, uh, close to a city, but I love the idea of living simply and around less people and maybe with less chaos. And that can be both internally and externally. But I thought that was really cool. And then another online site said that the harmonica represents cosmic energy and an emergent consciousness and awareness, as well as insight and the ability to find your way in a situation and move on to a new stage in life. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, the harmonica to me, it's like this cool combination of so many different instruments, right? It's to me, it's a little bit represents like a flute, but then there's so many other elements kind of wrapped up in that a little bit of accordion or even maybe a harmonium. It just has a bunch of different instruments, combinations to me, sounds, the way that you play it. It's really cool. Another thing that I looked up is that it said it could help in seeking protection from loved ones or appreciating the magic of daily life and having hope. And I really resonated with that. I love the way that the harmonica sounds. It's just kind of light and kind of fun. And I actually want to start playing it more every day. And so I'm really excited about just picking it up here and there and maybe even figuring out some songs or learning some notes. But I want to go back to the story about when I was visiting my parents recently. They still live together and they live in my childhood home that I grew up in Austin, Minnesota. Woohoo! Shout out to Spam Town USA, the home of Spam. I'm not a big fan of that, but I know a lot of people are. So I grew up in this house and now my parents are starting in the winters because winter is pretty long and brutal here in Minnesota, I guess, depending on your perspective. So they've started to live in Arizona for the winter. So I am trying to visit them as much as possible before they leave for Arizona again. And they are really thinking about and wanting to sell their home in the really near future. And so in addition to the fact that they want to sell it because they love Arizona, they're also aging and they do not want to leave me with the burden of going through all of their stuff and dealing with the house. So in order to prepare for that, they're starting to go through things or give it away. They're going to maybe have a, a garage sale, just kind of preparing to clean the house out and get it ready to sell within the next, I would say, year is what they're estimating. 
lo and behold, I still had a few things from over the years that had accumulated there, specifically in the basement. And they wanted me to go through my things to figure out, you know, what I want to keep, what I want to throw. In addition to this, they wanted me to start looking over all of their things that they might be wanting to give away and see what I might want to keep. So this whole process, it was really intense for me, really emotional, actually, such a variety of emotions. I figured that this process would be a little challenging. And I did think that it would be fun, though, and I knew it was going to be nostalgic. But so I started when I arrived on a Friday, I said hello and got settled. And I I knew that I wanted to get to work and get through the process of going through all my things so I could just spend quality time with them. So I started going through some of my things, some of my memorabilia like journals and some of the awards that I've won and pictures from literally all stages of my life. And I had all of the motions, y'all. So I really had to put what I talk about here on the podcast into practice because I wanted to just stay present with my body, trying to stay present with the deep emotions that I was having. And so like I was crying and then I was smiling and laughing and then remembering with nostalgia. But I think the overarching and really the big picture theme of this whole entire process was one of deep change. This is one of those big life transitions. And it's not just true for my parents as they age and get ready to sell their home that they spent their life in. But it's also a big change for me too. And it's really one of letting go. Because I know that someday sooner than later, in the near future, that I will not be able to return to this childhood home that I grew up in. And whether that be that my parents sell the house, or maybe they transition into the next life. I just know that being in this house has an expiration date. And it's in the very near future, thinking about my parents not being here earthside with me. And assuming that they pass before I, you know, we never know when our time is. It's really something that's really hard for me. And it it really guts me to think about. So I know that most of us will have to face that if we haven't already. But like, how do I prepare for losing my child at home and never being able to go back there? And how do you prepare for losing your loved ones? I mean, I don't even know if you can. And so these are some of the things that were on my mind, in addition to actually going through all of these things that carry so much energy and contained so many memories. And so many things that I had forgotten about were coming back. And it it was a really good thing, but it really threw me for a loop. And I just was going through a lot of different emotions. So like I said, I had arrived on a Friday and by Friday night, I had gone through all of my stuff. But I think actually one of the hardest things that I had to let go of is, and this sounds so weird, but I was so sad And so happy at the same time to see all of my stuffed animals in a bag. So when I was young, I had one of those pet nets hanging from the corner of my room. And I don't know if you know what these are. So for any of you that are like 
my age or maybe older or maybe even a little younger, a pet net was basically a net that went into the corner of your room or of a house and you could set pets or little stuffed animals or things like that, like stuffed stuffed toys on the net. And so I loved these stuffed animals so much. And when things would go astray, or if I felt like there was chaos in my life as a kid, I would talk to those stuffed animals. It's almost like they were sitting in my room above me as my guidance counsel, as my like wise counsel of elders. And I would literally talk to them as if they were friends when I was going through a tough time. And they felt like my allies and they brought me such comfort. And it's almost like in hindsight, I feel like I could almost hear the voice of God or spirit, or maybe it was just my own inner voice. But it's like I could hear that and I felt supported through my stuffed animals. And so it was more than just the physical object. It was like, it's like how I place my attention into a deeper spirituality from a young age around faith and trust and like listening to that inner voice. And so as I sorted through each one with fondness and such reverence, but also incredible sadness at times, I just was so grateful. And I even took pictures of some of them. I mean, honestly, I have this memory of I had a Cabbage Patch doll. And you have to remember, Cabbage Patches then were like the shit. They were like the thing to get. But we didn't have a lot of money growing up. I mean, we 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 did okay, but there wasn't money for a Cabbage Patch when they became popular. And so I finally got one and eaten. So it was like, I got the Cabbage Patch like a few years after they were cool, but I was still so excited about it. But I got a Cabbage Patch and I remember her name was Tay Marcel because Cabbage Patches had names. They were given to you with a certificate. And I had this Cabbage Patch named Tay Marcel and she was so cute. She had braids and freckles and she came with glasses and she was special. And my brother used to make fun of her and she, he used to call her Tay Tay. And I would laugh too a little bit, but I loved her and I pulled her out and I seriously just started to cry. I mean, Tay Tay and I, we go way back. I said goodbye and I went through my process with all of my friends and just hoping that they go to someone who really appreciates them, another child. I put them one by one in a plastic bag, thank them, and I donated them. But it honestly felt like I was throwing away my childhood friends and also like I was like letting go of a part of my childhood that maybe I didn't need to hold on to anymore. And so I kept some of my other things and I threw things away and I, you know, sorted through everything. And as the weekend went on, it's as if a big clearing was taking place, not only on a physical level, as I kind of sorted through things from my childhood home in the basement, which is also such a metaphor because, you know, our house typically in dream work and in archetype and other mythology, like our basement of our house or of any home 
typically represents our subconscious and things, you know, that we're holding on to in our subconscious and our patterning and in our bodies. So I think that it's interesting that I was going through all this stuff that was in the basement. So not only did I feel a clearing physically, like in my body and my subconscious, but also in my psyche and in my spirit and in my mind, it was just feeling like a holistic clearing. And it really brought up a lot to reflect on because really I was sorting and reviewing literally my whole life. I mean, I was going through cards that I got when I was like two years old from my grandparents who had passed away and pictures and and awards and just everything. It's It was really intense and really, really beautiful. And so throughout the rest of the weekend, my dad in particular, <laughs> he would find things and he would ask me if I wanted them because that's the process that we were in. And, you know, some things I did want, some things I did not. But then on Sunday morning, on the morning that I was going to leave and come back home, he came upstairs with the harmonica. And before handing it to me, he explained and told the story that my mom really loved the harmonica. So when they first met and first started dating, he bought a harmonica so he could learn to play it for her to impress her, but also because she loved it so much that he could learn to play. But according to him, he couldn't really ever play well or find a knack for it, or maybe he just didn't try enough. But I guess it's sat there for almost 50 years at this point, and he's forgot about it until Sunday. And he handed it to me, knowing that I've been slightly musical here and there. And I didn't skip a beat. I just took it. I gave it a good wipe. And I just started to play. And what came out was pure intuition and magic. And it's not that it was fancy, but it was coherent and skillful and musical. And so I was just super surprised. And as I said, my parents, they were just laughing and their eyes got wide and they were filled with wonder and appreciation and joy at the natural knack that I demonstrated. And we were all just gut laughing. I would play a little ditty just like I've always played it or something. And then we'd look at each other and laugh and smile. And then I'd play something else. And I rattled off a couple little ditties as if I had practiced for this moment forever, yet I had never picked up the harmonica. And so I just was like a little bit blown away because maybe people who are musical could do that. But like my parents can't do that. Like not everyone can do that. So I just had this thing, this questioning of, did I play this in a past life or in a parallel life in another dimension? Was I currently taking lessons? (laughs) I mean, I just had such a renewed sense of hope and legacy. Like I can take the torch of playing something that didn't even get played, that was almost meant for me. And, you know, it's not that I think that we should avoid things that don't come easily, but I do think that we need to pay extra attention to and focus more on the things that we are already good at and that happen with such ease. And also to pay attention to things that we're drawn towards or that we have a spark of knowing or inspiration or excitement about. Those are the things that kind of lead us 
to the next crumb of our life, right? And so I'm curious, what is that for you? When I ask you that, is there anything that comes into your mind, like a memory? What did you love doing when you were a kid? Because I feel like sometimes the core and the essence of who we really are and the things that are right in front of us that have existed within us all along were there at some point, but we just forgot about it or we didn't prioritize it or we didn't think it mattered. Like I also, for example, when I think about my childhood, you know what I love to do? I would take (laughs) my pink Sony double-decker tape player with a strap and I would strap that little baby over my shoulder and I would grab about 10 mixtapes. You know, all of the artists that were cool at the time. Maybe I'd grab Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam. Maybe I'd grab Kylie Minogue. Maybe I'd grab Janet Jackson. Who knows? And I would go make up dance routines and do gymnastics either in my yard or I would go and march over to a friend's house And I would say, okay, we're going to make up a dance routine now. So let's do it. And then I would give them the option. Do you want to make up a dance routine to Whitney Houston's I want to dance with somebody or do you want to do locomotion with Kylie Minogue? Like I would give people choices, but I would demand like this is what we're doing. And the friends that I went to to do this, they were all about it. They were totally on board. And so like I actually really a missing dance. And so I think I'm going to enroll in a dance class soon. And I will say that my partner and I, I love that we do this. We most every Saturday or Sunday morning, unless we have something going on, we dance in the morning, we turn on different music, we pick out different songs, and we have a dance party. And it is so much fun. And it brings me so much joy. And so what is the thing for you that feels like it might be a long lost joy or a hidden talent or a skill that you've always been wondering about or a hobby that you've always wanted to take up that you just know in your heart without question? What are you naturally good at? Or, you know, what skills or gifts do you have that just put you into a flow state? Or what are you drawn to or interested in that you haven't explored yet? And what are you open to discovering? What music, art, poem, dance, movie, business, adventure, or other kind of energy lives inside of you and needs to be explored or expressed? And you know, sometimes we can't really figure it out with our minds. Sometimes life happens to us. And we find the answers along the way. I would have never thought in a million years that I would pick up a harmonica and just know how to play it. And I wasn't really thinking about the harmonica, but when it was presented, it was obvious because I was willing and open to try and to fail. I mean, so many times people would like not even, someone might not even try to play the harmonica if they were presented with that or whatever it is in life. So I think it's this willingness to be open, to be willing to feel uncomfortable and fail. I mean, we see that theme over and over and over again in our life. And also, though, a reflection or a curiosity about what is something that you might have wanted to do and 
you never did, even if it's just a class or just a little hobby. What is that for you? I'm curious. I'm so grateful for you tuning in. Thanks for listening to my little harmonica ditty today. I hope it brought you a little bit of joy, like it brought me to play it. And I love you. I believe in you. And you are enough. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.